Good evening. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster. Welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. Tonight, I'm recording episode 20 of Diz Dads Podcast Plus with my co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Hey, guys. Welcome back. And Tim Hicks. To infinity and beyond. See what I did there? I gave my Woody a rest. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm sure we all appreciate you giving your Woody a break. Uh, so... Uh, tonight we are going to get to talking about another top nine list. We've gotten a, you know to enjoy that format quite a bit, but this time we're going to be talking top nine Epcot dining values. Um, really talking the combination of both what you get and what you pay for it, because uh, as as we told you know talked about as we were getting ready to record, um, there might be an expensive restaurant on there, but if there is, it better be worth it. Um, because that's what this episode is really all about. Uh, now, before we dive into that discussion, I do need to once again thank our podcast sponsors. Our travel sponsors are Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel, both of which are authorized Disney vacation planners. And Mouse Master Travel or Wicked Mouse Travel, either one, would love to help you with your next Disney destination vacation. Uh, we know everything's closed right now, but the opportunity to travel again to a great Disney destination is just beyond the horizon. So go ahead and get started now. We're also sponsored by our friends at Kingdom Strollers, Orlando's premier stroller and crib rental vendor. Um, They have been wonderful partners for several years now, and they will make your experience at Walt Disney World with a a small child uh, much, much more pleasant. You know, our kid was well out of a stroller on our first Walt Disney World trip. We got a Kingdom Stroller anyway, um, and it was the best decision we made that entire trip because it would have been much more complaining from kids, shorter days. We would have missed a lot if we hadn't had the convenience and comfort of a stroller from Kingdom Strollers. Uh, okay, so guys, um, Epcot values. You know, we we find ourselves talking about Epcot quite a bit when we're just chatting, because I think all of us really enjoy the the adult experience of Epcot. But Overall, I think it's indisputable that Epcot has, top to bottom, the best dining options of any of the Disney theme parks, right? Agreed. 200% agree. Yeah. So the, the challenge. I mean, thing, all of them are the great values, but they're. they're well, there good. we go. So there, there becomes the challenge because, look, Disney's not stupid. They've figured it out. When they find something we like and they know we're going to pay for it, by golly, the price tends to creep up. It just does. Um, weird. How weird I, is that? <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to get into a discussion of, of one of the prime examples of that during this episode. But, you know, the challenge with Epcot is that that as the quality of food improved in the park, 
prices went up too. I mean, you know, for a long time, Le Cellier was uh, everybody's, you know, great sort of awesome secret because it was an excellent yeah. steakhouse and it, you could go to. Yeah, yeah. And you could get it on a dining plan for a, one dining credit. It was a can't miss. Yep. Like for yes. years. It was a don't miss. And right, then exactly. Disney figured it out. And Le Cellier became signature dining. The prices went up substantially and the number of dining credits you needed doubled. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the relative value was a much different picture than it was just a few months before, even though the menu for the most part stayed the same. So that's our goal here to come up with the top nine great values. We still want you to make choices that are going to get you great food, but we want to help you do it at the best price possible. So um, let's see, Tim, you're our, our more adventurous palate. So I'll let you get us rolling <laughs> by nominating a restaurant for the top nine. Okay. Well, there are, I don't know that there are any restaurants in Epcot that I have not placed myself at for at least some period of time to check it out, and uh, sometimes several times. And uh, my number three in terms of value for what you get is Restaurant Marrakesh. Over in Morocco, it is one of the, in my opinion, lesser visited restaurants. And maybe it's, it's, you know, it depends on your taste and, and what you like. And I'm not, I'm not a real picky eater. I like to try a lot of different things. And um, the uh, the Moroccan spices are something that just really appeal to me. And I think you get a really pretty good bang for the buck at Marrakesh. Yeah, I mean, I think that that it's a good point that you make um, because you know I'm going to jump right in behind you um, and and put my first restaurant on the list because it's right next door and. Yep. And I think it's an interesting contrast, right? Because yep. I'm going to put Tangerine Cafe in the running. And uh -huh. and even though it's quick service, so you don't get quite the same, you know, ambiance, you don't get the service that you get at Marrakesh. You don't um, get the belly dancer. Right, no belly dancer. <laughs> you don't get the music that's there. You don't get all of that. But, you know, when it comes to value, I think that there's a nice balance here, right? Because if we look at the menu at Marrakesh, it looks like most of our entrees are going to run an average of about $30, uh, maybe a little more. And they're solid, you know, top to, to bottom. We're talking hearty dishes. Um, yes, I mean, that's the thing. They're, they're good filling meals. And the entertainment is just it's, – it's just the icing on the cake to me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know – Looks like uh, somewhere between thirty and well, thirty to forty dollars, basically for the entrees, um, which is expensive but not out of line for a, a Disney table service restaurant. Uh, but now, I'm right with you on Tangerine. The 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 Sharma is there. Am I pronouncing that right? Shawarma. There you go. Is just it's so good. It is really good and and a really pleasant lunch break. Absolutely. Well, so good the call. killer for me about uh, about Tangerine Cafe is that. You know, when you look at, at the options there, um, it's just such it's it's very filling, lots of food at a really good price. Um, you know, it, it was pretty amazing to me. The the most expensive meal at Tangerine is um either the chicken and lamb combo shawarma platter, right, which is served with hummus, tabbouleh, uh couscous salad, and uh uh Pita, 
or the Delicious. Mediterranean sliders, which is, you know, three pita pockets, um, a lamb, a chicken, um, and then a falafel one. Either of those are, are $17, 1695. Um, and then my favorite, believe it or not, the vegetable platter, even though I'm generally a carnivore, it's just fantastic. It's so much food. It's all good. The falafel, the couscous salad, the hummus, the tabbouleh, lentil salad, and olives. Um, yes, Willie, really good olives. Uh, all for for <laughs> under fifteen bucks, fourteen ninety five. Um, just really terrific pricing, and I have yet to get served a meal there that I didn't enjoy. Just always spot on. Yep, agreed. Um, all Can't right. say I've ever eaten there because I'm way too picky, and you know uh, that. I know. <laughs> See, it's <laughs> funny though, Willie. You horizon, say that, dude. but then you enjoy Italian food, right? You you like Italian olives. This is just the other side of the Mediterranean, right? right. I just I think it's more because they put a lot of vegetables with things, and oh, you're a meat and potatoes dude, huh? Yeah, <laughs> for the win. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. So you know where I'm going to go with my choice. All right. So go there. I'm going to Summer House in Germany. Ah, okay. Yeah. I love my bratwurst and my Beck's beer. Like, there's nothing better than a perfect beer with a bratwurst. I don't even need the sauerkraut because I don't eat it, obviously. And I don't need <laughs> the it, it was salad. once a vegetable. Right. Yeah, exactly. So right. it's just give me a good brat with a big, big crunchy roll and I'll just devour it with my beer. All right. So that's a, a solid choice there as well. Another quick service. So we, we've got two quick services uh, and then the one uh, Marrakesh table service restaurant on our list so far. Um, Willie, you want to go ahead and get round two started? I think I'm going to have to go honestly with Rose and Crown, the dining at England. I love the food choice. I love the location. I love the beer choice. And you can get a lot of options. The menu's not big, but it's still very good. And I do like the mushy peas there. Just so people know, I do eat peas. So, <laughs> eat the I blood love, sausage. Just I do eat the blood sausage. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. I've and had the mushy too. peas, and it's very good. You know, you can get the bangers and mash without the onions, of course. And as our friends on the other side of the pond would say, it's proper mash. <laughs> well, and again, so. as prices go, the the it's really fantastic. There is not yeah, a yeah. single entree on that menu that is more than thirty dollars. They're all the the most expensive entree on the menu is twenty seven dollars. Right, and that's why the place is such a great value. I mean, you a family of four can get out of there realistically for under one hundred and fifty dollars. Unless you drink a lot. Right, like sure, because the kids' menu items are cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken yeah. fingers are chicken fingers. Right. <laughs> and they're the same price anywhere you go. Pretty much. Um, yeah, and, and it, you know, it's the key is that it's inexpensive comparatively. And again, it's all well executed and you get that atmosphere on top of it, whether you're in the, in the pub itself and you get, especially when the, the piano player gets going and all of that, um, or when you're out on the terrace, you know, you get that view of the, of the lagoon or the evening show when there's an evening show going. Yeah. Great place to watch the fireworks. Absolutely. Um, 
and really, when you think about it from the perspective of of the dinner and show combo, it's a fantastic value because you're almost always paying a premium for those kinds of options. Yeah, I like it. I, I like it a lot. And it has a great view of the fireworks for real. Like you have basically almost like 95 degree angle of where all the fireworks go off. And with the new show, you see all the jet skis and everything else. Right, right. Pretty awesome. Um, all right. Well, so I guess it's my turn to add another one to the list. And I, I was struggling a little bit, but I, I'm going to circle back. And I, I will say you have to be careful when it comes to value here. But I'm going to go with uh, Les Halles, the boulangerie in France. Um, it's it's quick service. It's a, a range of things. And the, the problem with Les Halles is it's a little bit like the Food and Wine Festival, right? You can get a really filling good meal on, on a budget for, you know, very little, but it's also very tempting because yes. things are served as sort of individual snacks more than, than meals. Um, it is also very easy to spend a lot extra if you're not paying attention to what you're doing. Um, it's easy to let your eyes overload your wallet. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can, you can go as simple as there, if you're, if you're just looking at, at a sandwich or something like that, you know, you're, you're under 10 bucks and, you know, you can also kind of just piece it out and do what you really like. So you can get that really great, um, uh, let's see. Oh, Find good they have the quiche and things, correct? Well, yeah, they have quiche. They have quiche. they have French cheeses. They've got uh, you know ham and cheese sandwich. They've got um, s- some good salads with you know imported French blue cheese on them. Um, so you know lots lots of different options, and it's a good um, small plates kind of sharing things too as well. Because um, a lot of these items, I mean, it'd be harder to share like the soup. But, you know, I mean, right. you, you get the, the half a baguette for $2 and, you know, that's half a loaf of bread. And it's really good bread. Yeah. Like, you, you can't complain. Like, it's real French bread. Right, right. And fresh exactly. made and yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. you know, a brand new fresh baguette for $3.10. You can't beat that. And it's filling and good. And another five bucks gets you an assortment of cheeses to put on it. I mean – it's like I said. It's a matter of of scouting the menu a little bit to find your value. Uh, all right. So let's see. One, two, three, four, five. So we'll uh, no Tim. We need to get a yep. number two from you. My number two pick is in the land, and it's sunshine seasons. And the reason I'm going with that is because most everything there is really reasonably priced. Now, again, you're skipping the ambiance, but you, if you especially are have a picky eater in your midst. There's a lot of different things there, whether it's, you know, meat and potatoes or sandwiches or, you know, whatever the special of the day happens to be. And the desserts are killer. And uh, overall, it's a really, uh, as long as you can find a place to sit there, it's a, it's a really good value, a good bang for what you're getting. And the pork chop is amazing. Yes, the pork chop is to die for. Thank you. The other thing that's really good there is they have an amazing selection of allergy-friendly food. So I you can, good point. 
because yeah, my son and, has a peanut well, allergy. It's especially and, important okay. among the quick services because for whatever reason, you know, the, the quick services seems to have lagged behind the table service in terms of really kind of doing things the right way for, for allergy-friendly uh, menu items. And they have like the like you said the rotisserie chicken to the pizza to the Thai noodles. I mean, it is the hodgepodge of everything. Yeah, it's it, it it's it's enough to figure out something for anybody. Just don't show up at twelve o'clock because you're not getting a seat. <laughs> no, <laughs> we figured that one out. Yeah, we were there with um, uh, Paul and Joanne Lawson, just trying to find seating for all of us at one time was just ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a weird. challenge. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to throw out one. And, you know, I will admit I went back and forth on this one about a dozen times. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and go with, with Via Napoli um, and, and, you know, with a, a slight qualification. So Via Napoli solo is not a good value at all. Via Napoli on the dining plan is not really a good value at all. Via Napoli with a family of four paying out of pocket can be a fantastic value. And it all comes down to the fact that, that everything is served essentially family style. And when you're able to divide your cost by, you know, four or five people, you're getting really good value for well done, tasty food in a fun atmosphere. Um, but for one person or for a couple, you're just not going to capture that value because, you know, you, you pay the same, $37 for the pizza, which, yeah. you know, is, is a lot if it's only divided by two, but is not much at all if you're dividing by four or five. Or two adults with two hungry teenagers. That, that's not a good value either. Well, but, but it can be because, because you get you get a big pizza and then you wow. get the, the, um, the, the, big, the big plate of deep fried yum, um, the antipasto misto for, uh, you know – $35, which again, $35 for an appetizer seems like a lot, but not when you can readily oh, share it with four or five people. Right. Um, and, you know, it's got uh, cheeses and olives for Willie, and it's got uh, the cured meats and things for, um, you know, somebody else, well, for Willie too, <laughs> or for somebody else. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Um, and a nice sort of range of things. They've also got the house salad that they serve family style and, you know, it's eight bucks. That's not a bad price for a salad at Disney. I mean, like, not at all. you know, you're getting a lot of food. Right. Yeah, especially at, a shareable salad. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, like, you don't need like a ton because half the time you're hungry, but you're not starving because you've already eaten something before you walked in. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I've never found myself starving any time I was at Disney World. No, it just unless you wake up. up. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's wake hard to do. Your stomach all stretched out, then yeah. So, that's and and I will say, I I have I do now understand why I think um, Via Napoli has not been as good the last couple of times I've been there as it was initially, um, because we got the inside scoop a couple of weeks ago when we were talking to our buddy, John Peters, because he used to be the food delivery guy. <laughs> he used to drive the truck. Um, and until uh, a couple of years ago, Via Napoli was buying Italian spring water to use to make their, their pizza dough. And they stopped doing that within the last couple of years. It was just getting too expensive. So they've been using Florida water to make pizza dough. And 
there's a difference. That's it matters. Nasty. Yeah, it does. That that's gross. That's salt water. <laughs> <laughs> well, not ocean water, but but it's close. It's what you drink in a pinch when you don't have anything better. <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night and you're thirsty. That's about what it is. And you don't have a big bottle of water in the fridge or something, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. All right, Willie. Well, what's number eight on our list? Um, I'm torn between two places, but I can't say it correctly, but King Kingra Bakeria or Cafe, <laughs> I'm terrible. The, the little deli in Norway. In Norway, the food there and the desserts and pastries. And if you look at the prices, it's so affordable. Like, we're going off price. Like, you look at things, and you're like, oh, my God, that is a killer deal. So is that is that the one you're choosing? You said you were going that back is, and forth. I, I chose that over uh, something in Mexico. So <laughs> Okay. That was your top. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Kringla Bakery or Café? from uh norway makes it on the list thanks to willie uh and tim what's the last restaurant on the list well i am going to um totally blow the budget here but it's to me it's entirely worth it is chef de france it's still a one table service place whereas you know you could it could easily go to two because what you're getting i mean you're getting fresh escargot you're getting you know all kinds of really really wonderful food that you know, you're not necessarily going to get just anywhere, especially not in South Florida. Um, I like it. I've always enjoyed every time I've eaten there. And uh, for yes, it's not expensive. I'm not inexpensive at all. But the the atmosphere, the service, generally speaking, and the food is always really, really good. Well, and and there are ways to capture value there because they do have that prefix menu that gives you a pretty solid value. I mean, $42 isn't bad when you consider that that's an appetizer, an entree, and dessert. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, a, it's a complete meal. It is. And it's, you know, it's... Like you said, you keep it under fifty bucks for the pre-fee meal, but um, you know, then you, if you add wine to it, then that's your own choice. But um, there are a whole lot of places I can think of that charge you a lot more money, and you don't get as much. Right, and again, it's a matter of ordering smart because they also have like, I mean, they have a steak that's thirty-one dollars. They have a fillet that's twenty-seven dollars. I mean, that is not, not bad. bad. It's right. good too. It's right. No, no, and, and that's what I was starting to get to is like is that what makes the prefix menu a value is what you order. I mean, right. it's one it's one thing if you're getting the you know French onion soup and the uh, buff bourguignon and the the you know the the chocolate trio is pretty much the same thing for everybody. It's a whole another question in terms of value if what you're getting is you know the salad and the the um, you know, macaroni and cheese as your meal. Right. The $20 macaroni and cheese isn't a good deal, but like you get a steak for four more bucks. It's like, right. You can't go yeah. wrong. And you know, they're going to cook it right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, and, the, like and, and the lobster bisque that's available for the appetizer uh-huh. item. I mean, if I remember right, the lobster biscuit at uh yachtsman was like $15, maybe more. I was thinking it was more than that. Yeah. It might be 18. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, and, um, and it's and it's delicious. It oh, really yeah. is. So, um, all right. So we have our list. Let's recap real quickly the nine on our list before we start putting them in the order. Um, <laughs> we have two restaurants from Morocco: um, Marrakesh Cafe. 
Cafe and or Marrakesh and Tangerine Cafe. What's what's Marrakesh's real name? Full name? Marrakesh. Restaurant Marrakesh. Restaurant Marrakesh. That's right. All right. Yeah. So Restaurant Marrakesh, uh, uh, Tangerine Cafe, uh, Summer House in Germany, um, Rosen Crown in United Kingdom, um, Les Halles Boulangerie in France, Sunshine Seasons in the Land Pavilion, Via Napoli in Italy. Uh, Kringle Or in Norway and Chefs de France in France. Um, so I guess Chef de France in China, <laughs> right? It's like, uh, where is it? Okay. So I, I, you know, Tim put the last restaurant on the list, so we'll let him go first in nominating a number one from this list of nine. You know, which one is not just the best food, but the best value. Well, I'm going to stick with um, Chef de France. That was my my number one overall when I was looking at everything. Uh, I'm going to nominate that to stay at number one. So, Willie, you have an argument with them, or are you you in agreement? I've never eaten there, but I've looked at the menu now, and I can say the prices are spot on for value. And this is what we're talking about, value. And now that I've looked at the menu, I was like, I would definitely go there and eat now. Like. Always- We've made a convert. Yep. See, so why <laughs> All right, not? Well, that, that's a pretty powerful argument. I, I, you know, yeah. it may not be my first choice, but but I can see it, and and so I will accept the uh, will of the panel here to put Chefs de France that's number one. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm going to suggest that that number two on this list, though, really should be Rosen Crown, um, just because you know, again, it's it's that price for what you get is is pretty impossible to match and the view like you even if you sit inside they let you go sit outside for the fireworks so you right, get right. like two for one at the same time and the autis- authenticity if if the lawsons give it their thumbs up you know it's, it's good you yeah that's right it's right it's proper i, I would agree with you yeah no so really what goes there. number three um i have to go with the one tim stole from me and that's sunshine seasons the place is just you can't go wrong you have so many options there there's like we said the pork chop the pizza the thai food the even the peanut butter and jelly sandwich to the pizza you just you have so many options and like you said you you can get out of there for a lunch for 13 bucks and get full See, my only complaint with with Sunshine Seasons is I think sometimes they try to do too much, and as a result, there, there's a lot of mediocre options instead of a couple of really, really good ones. Oh, yeah, I, I've never had a problem, but, you know, I'm picky, so right, right. I get what I want every time. I get the pork chopped with the rice and the mashed potatoes, and I'm a happy camper. Same boring thing? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Argue. Let's go. That's the danger for for you know wanting to be adventurous. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I I am gonna then put in the fourth slot here. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and and put Tangerine Cafe up there um, because I think in terms of of you know bang for your buck and a uh, quick service menu, it's it's pretty darn hard to beat. And you yeah, know that, the best that's, the if, best falafel I've had outside of it, Israel. So, yeah, if you'd have called on me for it. That's where I would have put it too. 
And obviously, I haven't eaten there because I'm too picky. We'll get you there because I I actually think you'd like it even with even without the meat. But but you could get the the shawarma is is just you know meat shoved in pita bread. And see, the thing is, like when you said lamb, I was like, I love lamb. Oh, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 not bad. It's it's gyro with a slightly different spice. Right, and I I love I just. When you have to put all the dressings and things, that's when it like freaks me out. Oh yeah, but they but they'll hold that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so Willie, go ahead and give us number five. I think we're have. I think we're have to go with um, Via Napoli only because, like you've said, a family of four can get in and out of there with a huge pizza, and you know a couple drinks well under $70 and that's a good deal at Disney. And that's no kidding. Those pizzas are enormous. They're enormous. I mean, like, I mean, they're huge. They're table sized pizzas. Well, yeah, they're huge pizzas. And when it's 90 degrees in Orlando, you know, you're really not going to want to gorge yourself on more than that. Well, and the good thing is it's thin. So it's not like it's this big, thick crust that like fills your stomach really fast. It's like, it's enough to fill you up, but not enough to make you sick. Right. All right, Tim, do you have a nominee for the sixth slot? Well, I was going to go with nine dragons. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they serve food. Well, they call it food. I don't they think they there's some debate food. about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw down Les Al Boulangerie simply because, like you said, Aaron, you can get in there. And if you if you choose wisely, you can actually get a really good filling meal and uh, a good value out of that. Okay. And uh, let's see. Um, Go ahead and give us a number seven as well, then, Tim. Oh, okay. Then I'll go to Kringla. I think uh, you know, Kringla is probably uh, my next pick. Yeah, you know, it, it's a surprising one a little bit to me. But, but you know, when you look back at the menu, it's there aren't a ton of options, but the options that are there are pretty solid, and pretty solid, they price yeah. out well. Mm-hmm. And it's quick and easy, and most people don't know where it is. Right. They walk right past it. Like you can walk in and get food really fast. Yeah. I mean, I wish they had a couple more options in terms of the, the entrees, but I mean, their most expensive entree is, you know, a, a chef salad or a, yeah, a $10 chef salad. And it's a big salad. Right. I mean, like you, and it's, it's crazy. And we, we're going off value also. Right. Like oh, not, absolutely. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, and and, and idea. you know, great snack prices too. I mean, the the school bread that people love so much is you know under five bucks still. Um, and that's rare to find anything that's really good that's under five bucks. But right, <laughs> and, and almost everything anywhere. on their well, two thirds of of their snack stuff is is under five bucks. And you know, the ones that are are more, there still isn't anything that's that's above. You know, the most expensive is like. Six thirty, say seven dollars, maybe. Yeah, I mean, not even seven dollars. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. There's one the 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 frozen mini cupcakes. So the one that they probably don't even make there is the only one, right? The thing that's shipped in from. (laughs) They got to pay for the shipping, right? That's not value. Yeah, yeah, the Viking boats from. You know. <laughs> <laughs> get the salt water all over it. It's all yeah. nice. Here we go. <laughs> all right. So we're down to Summer House and Marrakesh. 
Um, I, I think just, you know, on price alone, I think that, that Summerhouse probably ends up in the eight slot and Marrakesh in nine, although maybe not. I mean, the question again becomes value for dollar and relative to other quick service, relative to other table service, maybe you get even more value out of Marrakesh. Well, and I also look at it as value in terms of can I go anywhere down the street, down the sidewalk, and find something like a a, a brat? Yes, I totally can. Uh, Bavarian cheesecake, maybe not. But um, you know the the unique tastes and flavors of Marrakech, you're definitely not going to find just you know rolling down the sidewalk. Hey, look, here's a place. Let's stop in. Right. I mean, Summer House is basically a specific style food, unlike Marrakech, where you have multiple choices to choose from. Well, and, and I will say the other thing that adds some value to the experience at Marrakech is, you know, we, we talked about the, the pricing on the menu items and, you know, most restaurants at Disney that offer live entertainment as part of the meal experience charge more. Um, and the, the fact that you can get, uh, you know, a, a table service dining experience with a show um, at these prices is is a real kind of you know bonus value i think it's a heck of a deal so i I wouldn't i wouldn't drop that tonight necessarily all right so marrakesh comes in at eight and summerhouse rounds out our top nine in the nine spot so to review we have number nine summerhouse number eight marrakesh restaurant marrakesh number seven kringle or bakery Uh, number six les Boulangerie, uh, number five, Via Napoli, number four, Tangerine Cafe, number three, Sunshine Seasons, number two, Rosen Crown, and number one, Chefs de France. All right, so as we usually do, there there are always a few that that you know you wanted to make the list but just miss or are close. So um, you know, Willie, what's what's one of your near misses? A real random place, but you can always get food there, is the Electric Umbrella. I know it's closed <laughs> right now. Yuck! Oh, God. No, but <laughs> if you really plan correctly, you can get a nice chicken sandwich with bacon and barbecue sauce off the menu, and it's very good. You have to know what you're ordering. But it's the restaurant that half the time smells like a sewer. Yeah. Well, I don't walk in for the smell. I walk in to eat. <laughs> I walk in for the experience unless I'm absolutely starved and then I'll probably and, go to my open after. I mean, I, I guess I guess we, if we're talking purely value, the value. You know, the right. self-service, the self-service drink fountain helps. The you know, you, you do get some pretty good value there, but I gotta tell you, to me You can eat dinner, you can eat a sandwich with fries for under ten bucks. Yeah, but and you I can want go down to. the sidewalk but, and but they're, open, they're also open at ten o'clock. <sighs> Yeah, but I could also like go just outside and lick the sidewalk, and and it wouldn't cost me anything. <laughs> or you can go to All Star then too, <laughs> if they're open. Go to McDonald's and enjoy it more. Yeah, I disagree there. <laughs> now, to me, Electric Umbrella is the nine season or the is the nine dragons, nine dragons. Of, of quick service. <laughs> <laughs> I just like because I can get in there now, and I'm picky, so right, right. I get what I want. <laughs> All right, so Tim, what's your near miss? Uh, my near miss is La Cantina de Senegal. Um, Fair enough. It's it's right there on the water. Uh, 
the prices are probably a little more than I like to pay if I'm not on a dining plan. Um, the food at least has gotten better since it opened, what was it, four or five years ago? Yep. Uh, the, the selections have gotten better. Uh, it still doesn't quite make it to my list. Yeah. And I, oh, go ahead. You get a lot of food there. Like this, I mean, yeah. you get a nice sized portion of beans, you get a nice sized portion of rice and everything. It's just like you said, it's a little overpriced See, for what I, you're getting. I was in a similar place with Ketzer Grill. Right. Where on the one hand, there are some items on that menu that are priced really well and, you know, would make great options. On the other hand, on the same menu, there are some items that I feel like are are either significantly overpriced or underportioned. Right. Like $12 isn't bad for the chicken and beef teriyaki, but there's just not much there. Right. Not much meat on the bone, so to say, (laughs) or on the stick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, but, you know, like I said, it, 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 to me, it's one that's close and, and it is one where somewhat similar to the Annapoli, but in the quick service setting, you know, if, if you, if you order carefully, um, you can find some really great value. All right. So Aaron, give me one restaurant that is absolutely at the bottom of the list for value in your opinion. Oof. Well, see, here's the thing. For me, the thing that puts something someplace at the very bottom of the list for value is that it doesn't matter what I'm paying for, you know, paying for it, I'm not going to enjoy it, right? right. And yep. and so Nine Dragons is at the very bottom of the list because they could offer to pay me, and if I have to eat that food, it's not going to be a good value because it's not. So I, I have know, had worse, I, but yeah, but you have to work for it. I mean, yeah. You know, I've walked away from Nine Dragons feeling queasy and, and not, you know, not to be, uh, rude about it, but I don't get it. I don't understand how they have such a terrible time executing even fairly basic, you know, well, uh, you know, it's, it's not like they're, they're making truly exotic Chinese food. It's, it's fairly straightforward, you know, chi- American Chinese food just not executed well. And I've never done that, the electric umbrella. So just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> I will admit we, we did in January, we did the electric umbrella in a pinch because that's what we could do before we had to get out of there and get on the plane. Right. Right. Well, and, and, and that's the problem, right? Electric and umbrella has been the one dining option in that side of Epcot, you know, that quadrant where, uh, uh, you know, what future world East, but right. you know, will become world. Some uh, yeah. What do we call it? Eventually, something, we'll get something new. Yeah, Earth or whatever. world discovery. <laughs> I think or or yeah, something like that. Um, and you know, the other one to me that that is sort of disappointingly low on the list in terms of value. To be blunt, is is you know La Cava. Um, it's just it's it's. A, a victim of exactly what we talked about. It yeah. got to be too popular for its own good, and the prices get jacked up because, on the one hand, Disney takes advantage of the fact that they've got so many people coming that, you know, if they raise prices a little bit more, first of all, people keep coming, and second of all, it me- it'll get some people to bulk, right? And, it, you know, it's oversubscribed, so they need to drive some people away. But, I, I mean, I was glancing at this menu, and I would swear – that that trio combo at one point was $12. Right. Exactly. And it's $18 now. 
That's a 33% price increase. And what are the margaritas now? 16? Uh, well, it depends on which one you get. Um, let me see. Like my favorite is the uh, avocado margarita. Yeah, 1550 for those kind of signature flavor margaritas. When they first tax and everything. So you're like 17 bucks. But when they first opened, you know, I would be like, you know, I'm at home, I'm doing something. Oh, look, I saved 12 bucks on that. That's enough for a margarita at La Cava. (laughs) And it's just gone up. And it's it's just not anymore. It's gone up. Nope. And the, and the, the, uh, the, Food offerings on the menu are nowhere near what they used to be when they first opened up. Now it's like you get the trio or you get any particular piece of the trio. And that's it. And that's about it. That's what you get. It's the chips and the three dipping sauces, and that's what they've got. Um, And it's, you know, it's unfortunate because I I admit that I sometimes still get it because I really enjoy the trio. You know, it's really tasty and it's just the right size. We've talked about this before for kind of a late lunch and you still have room to have dinner. Yep. Or, you know, sometimes depending on if you happen to have a favorite uh, server or something there, they might happen to bring out a little bit extra. Just, you know, not, not that yeah, you that can helps. Yeah. but sometimes. But still at 18 bucks for cheese, salsa and guacamole, we're it's that's pretty high let's put it this way eighteen dollars for the trio is more expensive than the shawarma platter the full meal at at uh tangerine grill yep right and you're eating chips and salsa basically with a little cheese and yeah a couple avocados mushed up Come on, that's pretty good. That's usually uh, really good. But <laughs> it's good, but it's not eighteen dollars good. It's not eighteen dollars. At twelve dollars, it's fine. Oh, at twelve dollars, it was it was great. I mean, twelve dollars, right. it was an even good value. At eighteen, it needs to feed me. Right, right. just you. <laughs> no, not, no, not it to needs to breath. feed me. It needs to sit there with me and put it yeah. scoop put into it in my mouth <laughs> and keep me from getting it on my shirt. Right. Yes. <laughs> it needs to include that level of service to be worth $18. Um, all right. Any other last minute mentions before we wrap up? Okay. One more bottom of the list spice road table. Sorry. Mm. It's yeah, not, I, no. I, I just can't think of any good experience I've had at spice road table. It's a great example of a restaurant that I had the, the highest hopes for and looked so promising when they first released the menu and it's just never lived up to it. Never did. And that's a shame. One. So. There was one time that my wife and I walked up and said, hey, can we just get a you know table so we can grab a little snack and a couple of drinks? Whole restaurant is empty, right? And it's like, well, do you have a reservation? No. Do I need one? Right. You have the ghost in the room. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, you need you got Okay, whatever. Move on. One one I didn't mention, and none of us have probably eaten there yet, is the um, Regal Eagle. And obviously, it just opened. But I've looked at some of their prices, and I'm like, holy Batman! It's Barbecue and you're charging way too much for that place. You're charging what? I don't think so. Yeah, you're charging. I mean, North Carolina chopped smoked pork butt platter 
Garlic toast and a choice of a side for $13 with tax, basically. Yeah, I mean, the prices are are a little high. I would say they're probably, I mean, yeah, $14 for the the smoked half chicken is high. Um, Although, you know, go back and forth. I mean, $16 for the pork ribs is a little bit high. Um, I mean, at that price, they ought to be beef ribs. Exactly. But well, just because you put the word ribs in there, everybody thinks it should be a little higher, right? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's five dollars for an order of garlic toast. What? Garlic toast. No, no, no. I can go out and buy three loaves of bread, butter it all, and garlic it all, and right. toast it all, and not yeah, and, that. And, and, and I, I, you know what? Dollars. I'm a little Whole annoyed. Yeah, I was just going to say the $5 for pickles. Come on. Barbecue it's restaurants. That's, that's the thing. You, you, you brag about the pickles and you throw extras yes. on the plate. Yeah. Throw a, the pickles. You in. know, because yeah. you're, you're proud of them, not because you can get you five bucks for them. $5 for pickles. <laughs> right. We started looking at some of the things and I'm like, you know, burnt in baked beans, four ninety nine plus tax. They're like, it's they baked beans. They cost beans nothing. Oh, wait, I, I will say. As, as as one who lives in the home of bird ends, yeah, well, you know, done properly, a generous right. serving of burnt ends baked beans are well worth five bucks, and you could make a whole meal out of them. You could make you can make you're it eight ninety nine at Disney. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting a lot of beans and a little bit of burnt ends, right? And you all have great burnt ends, <laughs> right? Where you live, it's great burnt ends. <laughs> <laughs> we invent burnt ends. Yeah, I love burnt ends. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, you all have heard our takes on the best dining values in Epcot. I got to think that there's some controversy here and that there are some other things that people are going to say belong on this list or, you know, something we put on here didn't belong or belonged in a different order. You know what? Tell us about it. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to engage in that discussion with you. You could send us an email at podcast at disdads.com. You could even reach out to us individually. I mean, if you want to give, you know, Tim trouble on his own for putting <laughs> for putting Chef de France at the top of the list, thing, you could do that. You just email him at Tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. Come on, email me. Give me crap. And if you want to give Willie trouble about the fact that he eats like a fourth grader, <laughs> give me an email at Willie at Wicked Mouse Travel.com. W-I-L-L-I-E. And if you've heard enough about me gushing about Moroccan food, then let me know about it at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at MouseMasterTravel.com. Hey, we're also on social media. You can get us at Twitter. Uh, it's at DizDadsPodcast. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DizDadsPodcast. Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Rittmaster. With my trusty co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. And Tim Hicks. See you real soon. I don't play a damn. I don't play a damn thing, man.